I think for system integrators, MSPs, resellers, even if the economy tanks or we go through a really, really challenging cycle here, the amount of complexity out there, fantastic opportunity to help people achieve what they're trying to do because things are so interconnected. A lot of times people think it's simple, but no, it's getting immensely more complex every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Incident Report presented by Quest Technology Management. I'm Paul Burke, Director of Technology Communications. Every week, I'm joined by VP of Sales and Partnerships, Adam Burke. The Incident Report brings you conversations with thought leaders, business innovators, and channel mavericks to help you stay productive and agile in a changing technology landscape. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Incident Report. Adam, how are you doing today? Good, good, Paul. You know, doing well. Been a busy couple of weeks here at the Quest home front, but um, going really well. Um, pretty excited about, you know, some some growth that's going on in our company and things that are that are happening. But I saw this article and I actually sent you an article because, you know, the listeners probably don't know the, the intricate, detailed back office show prep that goes on for these episodes. But you oftentimes send me lots of articles that are of interest. And this time I saw this one. And primarily it was of interest because a couple of years ago, I wrote a fantastic blog piece. I mean, industry renowned, recognized. <laughs> I think I think it might have been picked up by Forbes, not quite sure. But it was comparing the cloud service providers to the homes of you know the hit TV show on HBO during the time about the Lannisters and all the different family families in the iron that that pursued the iron throne in the hit tv show called the game of thrones so a little bit of a flashback we'll put the link in there if i'm sure people have it saved in their in their favorites but just in case they don't we'll put the link in there from my previous blog around who is going to dominate you know if it was going to be google or if it was going to be aws which i believe i compared to the lannisters or uh google cloud i forget who google cloud was but it was it was it was masterfully done, and and today was another article where it shows how those uh, cloud service providers are doing from a, from a revenue share standpoint. We should mention the article today we're reading from is not from Adam. This is not an Adam's piece part two, but I think it's probably safe to say, Adam, this is definitely inspired by your powerful work. Yeah, it probably is powered from from my powerful work. You know, it, it it was it was really a legacy that was generated there that I believe will carry on you know, at least a week. And if anybody wants to read this article, we'll link it in the description. Uh, we'll link both Adams as well as this one. And the one we're reading from today is from channel ede.com and it's called cloud market share 2022, Amazon, AWS, Microsoft, Azure, and Google cloud. And it starts, what type of cloud market share do Amazon web services, Microsoft, Azure, and cloud, Google cloud platform each hold? And what are the implications for the top 250 public cloud MSPs. So here are some latest data and the data is collected by Canalis. And some of the data that the article cites is cloud service market share in Q1 of 2022, the top three cloud infrastructure providers were AWS 33% market share, Microsoft Azure 21% and Google Cloud 8%. The Google Cloud services market dominance, those big three, just those three, Cloud public service providers, CSPs, now control a combined 62% of the market, which is up from 58% combined market share as Q3. So still growing and 4% from Q3 of 2022. And overall, 
cloud service spending, worldwide cloud infrastructure service spending reaches 59.9 billion in Q1 of 22, up 34% compared to Q1 of 21. The big three CSPs grew at a combined 42% in Q1 of 22 compared to Q1 of 21. That's a lot of numbers, um, which are great, but I'm interested in your, your analysis, Adam. What are, what are the implications of this? Well, I think it's it's fantastic. It was a cool it was a cool little quick snapshot. You know, AWS is still the leader at thirty three percent, but but Microsoft, from a spend standpoint, their Azure spending is is you know twenty one percent with Google Cloud kind of picking up the back around around a little under ten percent. I'm kind of shocked. Google Cloud is only eight percent. Google Cloud is they have some interesting applications. They have some, you know, good services and, and some real deep, you know, analytic capabilities. But a lot of Google's businesses, a majority of their revenue still comes from that search bar. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as they probably hate people saying that, the majority of Google's revenue still comes from ad revenue, you know, from from hey, you know, going to Google it and searching it and and giving away your data as far as what you're Googling, what you're interested in. And they sell your interests and your Google searches, your queries, and your habits to people and make revenue off you. Remember, anytime you give away something, anytime you're getting something for free in Silicon Valley, uh, you're the product. So it's not, it, you know, they, they have a huge amount of revenue um, coming from that. And Google Cloud's cool. They do some great things. I you know some people who run some small, medium businesses. They have some cool on-ramps for them, Google Meets and all that kind of stuff. But in the industry, in the enterprise, Microsoft is is really, really taking share pretty aggressively in, in their subscription businesses as well. And their subscription business, in, uh, and I can speak firsthand because I'm a part of the Xbox, their gigantic Xbox ecosystem. They've been blowing that up recently, like just acquiring every every little company they can out there, growing that subscription model. Yeah, I mean, they're... And the cool thing, the interesting thing about subscription models, I think we're about to find out how sticky they really are. Mm. But the software industry really fundamentally changed the way that they that they sold and and, and maintained licenses. Because the way it used to be was you'd buy a, a large software plat- platform and then you would have to do these you'd have to do these these renewals and upgrades, right? So you'd have to go through the upgrade cycle. If you wanted the latest and greatest features, you had to pay for the upgrade. They went away from that to, towards more of this subscription-based model, where, you know, Microsoft Azure, for example, or uh, uh, Windows services, you're not, you're, you're subscribing to these. You're not buying a bunch of servers and then having to buy the upgrade to get the next latest and greatest. You're you're subscribing to these assets, and in consumer behavior, you're much less likely to remove a subscription. You're and, and when you're building applications, building your customer experience, building your database, building your, your records, all of your assets in the cloud, you're very less, much, much less likely to, to mess with that from a subscription standpoint. So, I mean, those are huge numbers moving from, I mean, they're controlling 62% of the market. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, you know, moderately terrifying for our new overlords, but it's 62% of the market, you know, there is, is controlled by these, by these three players. And that, that went up, I mean, that went up 4% in, in, in a quarter. Those are major league, major league numbers, pretty impressive stuff, but I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens when the economy is going to go through a little bit of a shift. Not, not everyone's quite sure what's going to happen for about the last 
you know, 12 years, you know, the, the kind of the next part of this article is around, what does that mean for MSPs, for system integrators, for resellers, as these partnerships evolve and these players kind of come out, the economy's changing as well, right? And, and I think anybody who's paying attention to the stock market, you know, to cryptocurrencies, to federal interest rates, we've had access to very, very cheap capital for a long time. And organizations like AWS, I was listening to a great podcast and best like the best. And there's a gentleman on there who basically compared the AWS model to if you, and he called it their, his field of dreams company. If you build it, they will come. AWS is a terrifying competitor because if they enter your market, they're going to build a system that is all about customer experience and easy acquisitions. And they're not going to worry about revenue. That's a terrible thing to compete against, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to, they're going to build out a platform and they're not going to be concerned about revenue. They're just going to build it out in a field of dreams model. Kevin Costner in the, in the middle of a cornfield, if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. So the profits are going to come. They're not going to worry about that. So that's what AWS, Amazon web services has been doing that for, you know, for over a decade and they've been very profitable over the last couple of years. But what's happening next is the economy's shifting a little bit. We're not quite sure what's going to happen with interest rates. We're not quite sure what's going to happen with the cost of capital. And that's going to affect how people make decisions around subscription services. And, you know, do you really need, do you really need those, those assets in the public cloud? What's the best way? What's the best return on your investment? How do you, how do you evaluate that? Right? So if you're making decisions based on a rising interest rate environment and economy and people are maybe pulling back on their wallet and they're spending a little bit, how's that all going to shake out? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how people's behavior shifts. Um, to cite another Kevin Costner movie, Adam, would you say we are about to enter a water world and we are all looking for a map to dry land? Everybody knows that classic film, Water World, giant box office disaster. I think it's even, I think it's a cult classic for how bad it is. I won't lie. Deep down, I love that movie. Who's the bad guy in that movie? The smokers. Remember, they were called the smokers. Yes. And they, 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 because they had gas and they could drive around. They all, their home base was like an oil tanker. That movie was so, that movie was so advanced. That was ESG and global warming and all that kind of stuff before it was, you know, before it had a multiple on it for, for greenwashing companies. I mean, that's fantastic. Really, really impressive stuff, Kevin. <laughs> leading the way, leading the way on the melting ice caps and the world being flooded that mm -hmm. was back in captain planet days remember captain planet that was fantastic oh man welcome to our <laughs> new show called flashback to the 90s <laughs> anyways i digress but yeah that i, I don't know what's going to happen it might it might you know people might figure out a, a, a new way to consume things people might you know pull back a little bit on their spend you know we're a, we're an integrator right mm -hmm. so the article talks a little bit about you know what what accenture and atos and deloitte and HCL and all those guys are doing, you know, what we're doing is we're basically beefing up on capabilities in, in each one of those, each one of those fields as, as needed by the customer. We don't, we're not a field of dreams company. We don't do the whole, let's build it and they will come. We mm -hmm. typically, we typically take the cues from what our customers are trying to achieve. And then we invest in the skill sets, the resources, and the ability to execute on those with the, the building blocks that we have available to us. So right now, a big building block that a lot of our clients are asking us for help with is, you know, the Azure is the Azure and the Microsoft stack, right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge dominant player. They're consolidating, you know, back to my fantastic article around Game of Thrones, Paul, that I know everyone's read multiple times. There are different ways that people kind of consume and, and reach out to the market 
Microsoft has a fantastic way of bundling all their services together and making it you know, super simple for the consumer mm-hmm. to secure their systems, uh, move their applications to the cloud, enable remote workforce. And there's tons of other small like parts and pieces of the, of the, of the software stock that, stack that industries need that they're, con- that they're consolidating, right? So they're, they're bundling in endpoint protection, they're bundling in backup, they're bundling in SIM and correlation services, and they're, they have a whole cloud platform. They have databases, they have everything you really need to build an enterprise. And they're kind of putting it all together in a simple way for the consumer to build a cost per user model. That's a different strategy than what AWS is doing. AWS is going after the development class. They're going after the developers and enabling you know, speed to delivery of new code and, and, and shipping out applications and, you know, uh, DevOps and all that kind of good stuff around that. And then Google's strategy is, is around the analytics and, and figuring out exactly what your customer's decision-making process is and how are they, how are they getting to you and how are they using your platforms and all that kind of stuff. So um, they're all different strategies. They all have parts and pieces of each other's strategy and embedded in what they do. And and the, the crazy thing about technology is all, all these frenemies are all working together at the same time too, right? So you you can't you can't go anywhere in the technology space without touching some type of an application that's you know host either hosted in Amazon, built on a Microsoft OS, or you know advertised through through the Google network. It's all intertwined. So I think for system integrators, MSPs, resellers, even if the economy tanks or we go through a really, really challenging cycle here, the amount of complexity out there, fantastic opportunity to help help people achieve what they're trying to do because things are so interconnected. A lot of times people think it's simple, but no, it's, it's, it's getting immensely more complex every day. So when I was reading the article, and correct me if I'm wrong, so it sounds like AWS, and, and you mentioned this too, Google, AWS, and Microsoft all kind of focusing on different like clients, skill sets, but it sounds like everybody's looking for MSSP partners. Is that right? Well, everyone, so you, you need people to carry the water, right? You need people to move the, you know, move the bricks from one pile to the other pile. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, you need people to believe in your story and believe in your strategy. And that's what the MSP integration in the reseller market is it's their path to the people who are actually writing the checks for these subscription services so you got to get you got to get those folks on on board is mssp is that new mssp is managed security service provider they're gonna have to touch all of these different platforms right if you're a hosted cloud-based sim provider Mm -hmm. you got to ingest logs from everybody you got to be able to help your clients visualize where their threats are no matter where they're hosted so that's the fun part about how how complex these systems are is if you're going to provide security you got to meet your customers where they are and uh, hey by the way mr security provider looks like 62 percent of this market is controlled by aws azure and google so you you might want to you know tune up the old training on aws azure and google i see people are buying i see okay the partner programs are are interesting because, you know, candidly, it's always funny to me when I see AWS partner programs, because AWS is an organization that was built on destroying the middleman, mm. right? So AWS 
built their company, Amazon, in, as an initial bookstore, competitor to the bookstores out there, cut out the middleman who used to deliver books to the end user, right? So they, they went through a huge disintermediation of around, yeah, you don't need to go to the store. You don't need to go to the bookstore. You don't even need to go to the grocery store anymore. Just, just they'll become the platform and they'll, they'll, directly support, they'll directly support the end user making the purchasing decision. They then they didn't really have a partner program of any merit, you know, a few years ago. They I think they've come to realize that they need some aspects of the reseller channel and the MSP channel to interface with the enterprise, with public sector and a few others. They have a huge direct business, but they but they need the channel to help them to deliver. It's just always funny when you see AWS from a disintermediation standpoint recruiting partners. Microsoft, on the other hand, has kind of been a channel organization for a very long time. They've kind of always built out that, that partner model. They've always used resellers. Google is another one that was, you know, kind of relatively new to the channel and how they integrate with, you know, resellers or MSPs or MSSPs, but they're all seeing the need for it. And they're all investing in those programs and, and really trying to get people to tune up their competencies in their specific programs. The strategy is there is, yeah, you know, you and I both joke around about Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. And I don't think I dropped any F-bombs on this, on this podcast yet, so that's pretty good. But he's a big dude who, who focuses on attention. He's a, he's a marketing guy. Mm-hmm. And one way you get people to buy in your program, one people you get way to buy in your technology and in your story is you get their attention. And the one way you get people's attention is you, you mandate that they go through these partner programs in order to achieve certain levels of competency to deliver your product and services. Do you really need them? Are those part of programs necessary? Does it raise your awareness? Could be, but it also captures your attention. And mm. when it captures your attention, if you're, if you're learning about Microsoft, if you're learning about AWS, if you're learning about Google, all amazing partners, all amazing programs, but you tend to sell your own book. So if you're spending time reviewing and learning and documenting you know, what you can do with AWS or what you can do with Microsoft, you're going to sell their stuff. It's mm. not, you know, it's not what they call it, rocket surgery, you know? I love it. That's really helpful. Thanks, Adam. Again, if anybody wants to read Adam's articles, and you should, I say if you want to, but of course you want to. When are- you get, when you have the opportunity to fully dedicate, you know, mm-hmm. six minutes. Link is in the description. Absolutely. So, and then it's always good to see how these people are moving the cheese around the cloud and who's kind of who's kind of competing with who. And for anyone out there who's got any questions around any of these capabilities or services or anything like that, our, our organization's been around coming up on 40 years. We've seen a couple partner programs in our day and happy to talk to anybody about what we've seen. Thanks again, Adam, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks, Paul. You too. Thanks so much for listening. The Incident Report is brought to you by Quest Technology Management. With over 40 years of experience, Quest is a leading technology integrator working seamlessly with your staff and systems to achieve your IT goals. Learn more about everything they do at questsys.com. And if you have questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can always email Adam and myself at theincidentreport at questsys.com. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.